0: I don't care what they might say We love Jesus anyway We're
1: focusing on the theme of integrity Here today on Way of Grace From Grace Bible Church in Hayward Join us it comes to our theme here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward, the year 2019, it's that of integrity. And today, we focus on the integrity of seeking healing. Last time we were together, we saw that we needed to see the problem as our own problem and pay the price for our own problem. Today, we're going to go on and see more about paying that price and the need to press through the crowds, if you will. Again, Luke chapter 8 is where we find ourselves. Verse 43. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand with today's broadcast of Way of Grace.
2: I have been healed. I am being healed. I will be healed. That's what the woman is saying. And I want you to get that. So what Paul says is, let us not think more highly of ourselves, but to think what? Soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of what? You can't think right about yourself if you don't have faith. Now, faith comes by what? And hearing by what? So God has to plant his word in my heart so I learn how to think like him, and then I can see myself the way God sees me. And because I have a relationship with him, I can do what David did. Lord, remove it. Search it out and remove it. Because see, if I search myself, I'm sure I'm going to miss something. Don't you just open the door and shut it back. Well, ain't nothing in there. And you know you hear skeletons kicking all on the door, (laughs) wanting to come out. Because you and I, by nature, don't want to deal with it. What I love about this woman is she's dealing with it. She's dealing with it. Bless you, lady. Bless you for dealing with it. She's dealing with it in such a radical way. Like I said, I don't have time to unpack it all. But I want you to see a few things about the virtue of her dealing with it. Under our first point, we plainly said the need to see your problem subpoint a the integrity of self honor of a right self evaluation subpoint b o- overcoming the what misdiagnosis of the world system now let me introduce you to the problem of being saved in this world in addition to the fact that you are saved you are being saved and you what will be saved here's another problem you don't live your life of salvation in a vacuum You live in a world where people want to deny you the reality of God and the reality of grace and the reality of faith. It is a very difficult place to live in. This is what makes our account so apropos. This lady has an issue. She recognizes Jesus is present. But there's a whole lot of people in between her and Jesus. Y'all got that? And between her and Jesus is the journey that I'm talking about. The journey of the believer from the call of grace to the face of Christ is a journey where you have to learn how to press through the crowd. You can't go around the crowd. Crowd's too big. You can't go over the crowd. God didn't give you wings yet. You can drink all the Red Bull you want. It's through the crowd. It's through the crowd that you have to go. And you got to learn from this lady how to get through the crowd. Okay? So we're learning about the nature of faith, real saving faith, not a quip faith, not a church faith, not a theoretical faith, a vital faith that knows what the answer is and is determined to get there. This is where we are under point number one. So the misdiagnosis of the world. Let me give you one proverb to learn by heart. Proverbs nineteen twenty seven. Cease my son or my daughter to hear the instruction that causes you to err from the words of knowledge. Do you see it? So can you imagine when you and I are struggling with and are desperate in the area of our walk with God, how vulnerable we are to all sorts of voices? How vulnerable we are to all sorts of voices. Tell the truth. Don't lie. You will be open to hearing things that you shouldn't hear. Uh, Being confronted with people that you shouldn't talk to. And while you are ignorant and unlearned, you don't know the no factor. The simple believe every word. The prudent look well to his going. But you're not prudent the day you're saved. You're stupid. You're sheep. You're gullible. i got people among us right now still doing tarot cards and still doing Zodiac and still talking about, I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) And some still drifting to Madam Whoever who can tell you your future. And some are, are, are seeking to hear from their mama and their daddy through the wizards and the enchanters that are proliferating everywhere in our world. Are y'all hearing me? And that swear they're believers in Christ. Cease my son, my daughter, from hearing those words that cause you to err from sound doctrine. But see, that means your faith is going to have to grow. Your faith isn't going to have to grow. And here I could begin to give you a list of entities, a list of institutions, a list of ideologies, a list of worldviews that are targeting the dumb and ignorant Christian. For one thing, to put a label on them that God did not put on you. You're black. You got an issue. You're white. You got an issue. You're female. You got an issue. You're male. You got an issue. You're gay, you got an issue. You're bi, you got an issue. You're this and that, you got an issue. Come over here, get in this group. We got a doctor for you. Cease, my son and my daughter, from the era of those false physicians who cannot heal you. This is what's going on in our world. Are y'all hearing me? Can I talk today? This is what's going on in our world. See, so when you actually are serious about your problem, and you own it for yourself. Integrity will allow you to admit I've got an issue and it's really at the core of my life. It's around my blood. It's not around my skin color. It's not around my gender. It's not around my height. It's not around anything but the core of who I am. If God helps me with that, I'm good to go. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See, some of us get it, some of us don't. And this is where our young, naive young people will get lost for decades under a false diagnosis of the real problem. And frequently church folk don't help them because we're too ignorant of the problem to be able to dialogue with our kids around the challenges. Do y'all hear me? Plus our hypocrisy. Here's the worst thing you can do for young people in your family. Go around talking about you saved and don't continue that sentence and am being saved and will be saved. But when you go, I'm saved and they go, is that what salvation look like? Is that what it look like? Then I must be saved, too. Let me keep it moving because you ain't doing no better than me. I can tell you that now. Is that saved? I don't even believe in Jesus and we saved. Because we're looking at your hypocrisy of saying something but not saying enough. See, biblical confession is telling the whole story. You can lie by just simply saying yes. Adam had to say more than yes. Remember that? He had to say more than yes. We have to tell the whole story. Tell our children, I am saved, justified freely by his grace in Christ. And I am being saved. I'm going through the process of sanctification You better get a hard hat because I'm under construction. I'm a work in progress. Stuff is falling all over the place. And you're going to get hit with some of it if you're not careful. You're going to get mad at me simply because God is chiseling away at junk in my life. And it's falling down and hitting you on your feet. When you come around me, you better wear a whole outfit, steel-toed boots, and a hard hat, and some glasses, safety glasses. Because stuff be flying out. Because God's working on me. I'm a whip, a work in progress. Does that make sense? Does it make sense? Don't lie to your kids. Just let them know I'm broke too. Now, I got a promissory note in Jesus, in glory, but right now I'm broke too. I got to learn how to cash in on the grace of God. Right? This is really important. So, uh, point number two, let me keep it moving. The need to pay the price for your own problem. The need to pay the price for your own problem. See, you can say you're a sinner like a lot of religious folk do. But if you're not willing to actually mean what you say, you're not going to pay the price. You're not going to pay the price. If you're not the kind of sinner that God wants you to be, not only are you not going to pay the price, you don't have nothing to pay the price with. See, I told you for the whole month of January around stewardship, That believers are in a position between their source and their blessing. And that no believer is broke who really knows God. That every believer has everything necessary for life and godliness through a knowledge of God. This is why we go praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We say that because we believe that God opens the windows of heaven and blesses us with what we need to get by every day. Is that right? Right. So therefore, if that's true, if it's true, I'm not broke. I simply need to avail myself to the blessings of God so that as I walk by faith, I can actually deal with my issues. Why would I call myself a child of God and walk by faith and not deal with my issues when God is giving us everything to deal with our issues? Am I making sense? So what she does is she actually puts her money where her mouth is. Now, look at it now with me. Point number two, the need to pay the price for your own problem. That's sub point B. We saw that in, uh, in, in, in verse 43. And the woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Do you guys see that? Now, immediately we go, what? Terrible. But don't do that. Do not do that. She's in what we call the process, is she not? She's on her way, is she not? And and God has allowed us to recognize within the scope our pericope of our context, we see her, we see Jesus, and we also see faith. She's all right. I don't care if she spent every dime today, she's all right. Somehow tomorrow, God's going to bless her with some more money. And the next day, he's going to bless her with some more money. He's going to bless her with everything she needs to continue her journey. I'm getting ready to turn the corner a little bit and show you the virtue of what she's doing. I want you to get it now. I want you to get this. What this lady is to me is a woman who took her issue seriously. And as a child of God, you should. You should not go to the phony faith healers and word of faithers who talk about confession in a wrong way and tell you to believe you are healed. When you ate, and they watch you get sicker and sicker, and this has happened way too many times, and then you die. And then at your funeral, when you're gone, they all go, she didn't have enough fame. These are the men and women who teach you error and falsehood. Because they are working for an adversary. So now let me paint a bigger picture as I deal with this. Can I do that? This is why you, uh, the throng in front of us, the crowd in front of us represent many things. The greatest among them is religion. The crowd. The people in between you and Jesus. The crowd. Between you and Jesus is what this woman is dealing with. But she's smart enough to have learned that when you value your issue, you will be willing to put your money where your mouth is, right? Now watch this. The text says she spent all her living on the what? Physicians. These are called the doctors. Now contextually, this is probably medical doctors and at um, larger than that, maybe theologians because she's a believer. So stay with me. I see this woman as having entered into what I call the process of research and development. Write it down, getting ready to teach you something. The life of the believer is a process of research and development. You don't develop without research. You don't develop without research. The trying of your faith worketh patience. And patience make it not a shame because the heart is full of the Holy Ghost. You don't develop without research. Peter said that the trying of your faith, which is more precious than gold and silver, when it is done, results in the praise and glory of God Almighty. Is that right? Is that what our text does? Shows us how that Christ was the end of her journey. She spent all her money, she went to the physicians, she went to the doctors, she went to every educated person she could. Now, here's what I'm thinking. I'm saying, Lord, I wish I could meet that woman. Can I tell you why? When you spend your time researching your issues, whatever they are, you learn a lot. You become an educated person. You become an erudite person. That is a person who is knowledgeable now. We can imagine this woman. We don't know her age. We don't know whether she's 85 or 90. That really doesn't matter. She's not 12. She's probably 25 or 30 years old or maybe 40. What we do know is that God blessed her with resources so she could do research and development. Where does she develop? She developed in all of the peripheral areas that are still essential for your walk in Christ. Can it be possible that a believer can mature and develop in terms of skill sets and experiences, learn things, trades, whether it's education in the field of science or education in the field of holistic medicine or education in the field of medicine? We all need that, don't we? We, we need knowledge in food. We need knowledge in our bodies. We need knowledge in different disciplines, don't we? And when you meet a believer who has learned to apply sound knowledge by which God allows this world to function. By the way, we want experts. Don't be talking to me about me if you don't know nothing about me. I hope that wasn't too redundant for you, but I meant what I said. Right. So if I got an issue with my car, I want a car expert. If I got an issue with my bank account, I want a money expert. If I got an issue with my vision, I want an ophthalmologist, right? I don't want a a pediatrician. I want somebody that knows about my eyes. Am I making sense? And if I'm on a 12-year journey pursuing the doctors, the skilled people, am I not going to learn a lot? And as a believer in Christ, when we gather all of these skill sets under our belt as we are making our journey through the world, does not God use that to shape our character? You know what kind of woman this is to me? This is a gracious woman, a wise woman, a prudent woman, a discerning woman, a woman, a skillful woman. She probably is a very inviting woman because when you're under burden, when you're under trouble, you learn to be humble. She's probably the kind of woman that can teach our daughters of grace. She knows what trouble is. But she's learned a lot about the world. She can tell you what not to do and what to do and with what measure to do it. This woman has learned a lot. It's called research and what? And every one of us have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. If we're going to be a blessing to somebody, you can stick your head in that book called the Bible and stay there for 50 years. And when you come up, you're just simply a religious Rip Van Winkle. You know nothing about the world around you. You can't help nobody. But trouble will teach you. There's no better teacher than experience. And then when God mixes experience with trouble, now he can bring forth the sweet nectar of humility and the spirit of God in your life. Now you are gentle. Now you are kind. Now you are patient. Now, like Proverbs 31 says, the law of wisdom is in her mouth and the law of kindness, as it were, adorns her wisdom. That's the kind of woman I want to meet. She knows a lot about a lot, but she has it in right proportion. And her troubles keep her from boasting in herself and saying she's something that she's not. Am I, am, I, am I talking to somebody? You got to get this. You got to get this. See, so, so when you're serious about healing, you're going to all of the professionals. I want to hear what you got to say. I'm going to peel you off. and You better get it right because I ain't got time to waste with you. Twelve years, she learned a lot. On her way to Jesus, she blessed all kind of young women. On her way to Christ, she blessed all kinds of young women, girl, come here. Let me tell you about him. Don't go to him. He don't know as much as he say he know. Come here, sweetie. Let me show you how to deal with that. I I talked to this doctor for about two and a half years on this particular problem. I got all the books. Let me help you do that for free. Come in, come sister, let me help you with that. I actually have learned those skillsets. I can save you some money on that. And she did all that because while she's pursuing her main issue, God's blessing her in all of the other existential areas of her life. So she knows how to deal with trouble while blessing people along the way. Y'all got that? That's the way we all should be. We should be people who know that God brings suffering into our life to mature us and grow us. In faithfulness have you afflicted me that I might learn your precepts. I know, O Lord, that in my afflictions you will teach me your precepts. And the goal of God in our journey, believer, is to bring about the fruit of the Spirit in our life so we can be a blessing to people while we are intersecting with them at the core problem, which is what? Sin. Intersecting with people. Intersecting with people. Not acting like you're triumphing over sin. Not acting like you don't, you don't have a problem with sin. Not telling people somehow, I'm the righteousness of God. Okay, you better finish that verse. In him, in him, not in myself. In him, not in me. In him, in him, in me dwelleth no good thing. In me are all kinds of carnal problems. In me, there's nothing but sin. In him is all my righteousness. Then they go, oh, okay, I see your problem. That's why your car sputters down the road. (laughs) Because you are simultaneously righteous and sinful. And you ain't got to lie about it. You ain't got to lie about it. Because you are walking in hope. And they're watching you spend your money which represents your value system on things that God uses to develop your character. So God can use you as a blessing along the way while he's helping you deal with your issue. Isn't that the way God works in our life? God knows how to use our troubles to bless other people while he's getting us through our troubles. Is this good for you? Yes. All right, let's keep it going. Under point number two, Subpoints A, B. And then I have a, a fundamental uh, observation before we move to point number three. Integrity will employ right resources for a what? A remedy. Now, again, remember integrity for you and I on a, on a divine level is the third person. He's the Holy Ghost. John 16, 13 plainly tells us, and when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will what? He will what? Guide you. Guide you. This woman is being guided. She's being led. She's learning things about God. And see, remember, we walk by what? Faith. So every day, God will bring about new challenges where I have to close my eyes and believe God as I keep going in the direction that the Spirit of God is leading me. Sometimes I have to pause and take up a subject and learn about it so it can be employed in my life for my good. But I'm going to still keep it moving because I'm not at my destiny yet. I still got an issue, but as I'm moving, I can grow and develop and I can share that with people, but I still got an issue. I won't be satisfied until I wake up with his likeness. I will not be satisfied until I see him face to face. In the meanwhile, I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna value growth and maturity. I believe in research and development, do you? This is the reason why you don't grow if you don't. You know what a problematic person is? A person who says, I'm done learning, pray for them and keep your distance because either you're already in glory or you're dead spiritually. One of the most valuable things that older people can be to younger people are people who still have a hunger and thirst for learning.
1: That'll conclude our time today here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan, the Ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We thank you for spending time with us. Trust that as you do walk through God's Word with us, you're growing in grace, growing in your relationship with Christ and your love and adoration to Him. As we conclude our time together today, we would like to remind you that if today's broadcast was an impact to you, maybe it really blessed you, or maybe you've got a question or two that to listen to this program again would help out. Well, we have CDs available when you call or write to us. Or if you wish, simply stop by our website and download the audio file from the website. Our web address is grace-bible.com. Rather simple. Again, grace-bible.com. Or contact us by phone at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, the address is 22768 Main Street. And that's here in Hayward. The zip code is 94541. Again, that's 22768 main street hayward california 94541 is the zip code we ask for five dollars per cd or again as mentioned simply stop by our website and you can listen to the message in its entirety or download the mp3 version grace-bible.com One final note, we're inviting you to join us for worship. Sunday services are at 11 a.m. with Sunday school at 10 a.m. and then of course the Friday Bible study at 8 p.m. We'd love for you to stop by and join us for worship especially if you're not involved in a fellowship at this time. And then of course the Friday Bible study. We have folks from all kinds of churches all over the Bay Area joining us at 8 p.m. It's a marvelous time of studying God's word together as a company of believers. Again, For directions, simply go to grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, God bless.